0: Fantasy for the Age is the show where father and son
1: sit down and talk about fantasy books. I'm the son of that equation, Zach. And I'm the father, Jim, thinking I still need to put some new pictures into that opening intro music. Yeah, at this point, we're two of my glasses frames behind. Um, <laughs> and I have better photos. Mm. Maybe we'll pose some nice ones when we get together in November down in maybe That'll be fun. But. I hadn't even thought and looked at a recording schedule. Maybe we record something in person. Wow Honestly, together. we
0: should record something that's been long awaited in person
1: since we have all of the parties involved. The misborn episode? We should I was thinking maybe I should get you to read something like interview with a vampire that takes place in New Orleans and do an episode like that. I mean we could do both of those things potentially. Ooh, we could.
0: But let's not spend all of our time there. Well,
1: just I'm just morning. saying doing those things won't cost us more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, nice to see you. Nice to see all of you who are watching this. And nice to pretend I see you if you're listening to the podcast version. Nice Welcome. to be heard. I'd say hear you, but we don't yes. hear Yes. We're here for what we humorously used to call a midweek special.
0: I still think it's pretty special.
1: It's special, but they drop wherever they happen to. I mean, we do they are so not dropping during midweeks anymore, man. We used to, you know, always do Wheel of Time on Sunday and occasional every other week. Wednesday was a midweek special, but yeah, things fall where they fall now. What episodes come out on Wednesdays, the world collapses. These show up on Sundays. It's whatever I collapse. <laughs> but we keep having our episodes come out every Sunday and every other Wednesday. So, there is that. We'll take it. Absolutely. Today, we've got a great one to get to, but before we talk about content, how you doing, Zach? I'm doing all right.
0: Uh, I was feeling a bit hungry, as we do sometimes. We record one episode and then into the next, and we had a small break, so I went and cooked and ate in that like 15 minutes.
1: Wow. What? What could
0: you do that fast? Yeah, it was just ramen with an egg in it. You cooked and ate ramen in 15 minutes? I know. It's really impressive for me because I'm a really slow eater. With an egg?
1: Yes. Crazy. I had ramen a week and a half ago for the first time in like six months, maybe longer. Your weight probably thanks you for it. Uh, No, my weight's... No. It could (laughs) be worse if you were eating ramen that whole time. But, oh, the ramen was good. I do miss ramen. I love ramen. Ramen, not good for me, but... Anyways, I also ate in the interim about this much of horseradish cheddar cheese. Oh, it was yummy. I had a chunk sit in the fridge. And that was your whole dinner. You're done. No, because it's Pacific time. It's not dinner time yet. I'm doing pizza later.
0: Hmm. (laughs)
1: All right, you drinking anything different now? What you got? Nothing special, just moved over to a
0: soda for now. Uh, I see you've still got your wine, that nice chilled white wine, not messing it
1: up. Yeah, it's the rest of the bottle. Uh, Farmhand, white, from Pomeroy Cellars in Washington. Did you share any with mom or did you just say, "Uh, it's mine? Nah, she didn't want any right now. We have plenty. Again, we belong to the vineyard. The winery, so yeah. Well, let's not go that far in ownership here or there. <laughs> All right, we've got checking in out of the way, we've got drinking yes. out of the way. We don't have any notes to share right now because we shared them in the other episode. So, so, what are we here for today? We are here to talk about a song of ice and fire. Cool, I like that groundbreaking fantasy fiction from George R. R. Martin. One of the big boys, the game changers in modern fantasy. I don't think that's hyperbole. That's the word. I don't think that's hyperbole to say. No, I don't think matters really in dispute
0: that this series, whether you talk about the books or the show, has done something for the genre. So this is a
1: to read or not to read episode. So as we talk about this series, our goal is to help you decide if you haven't read it. Should you or shouldn't you go ahead and read the series? Notably, it is a to read
0: or not to read, not a to watch or not to watch.
1: Yeah, that's a different topic. I'll get on to that. But I want to say, if you've read it already, we're either going to validate that decision or tell you, have you lost your mind? What were you doing? Okay, mm-hmm. no. Reading is subjective. So you read what you want and you love what you love. I talked in our last episode how I read Recently, Timothy connected to the zombie Fallout series, and that it's a novella that most people would hate, and even I had trouble getting through. And yet, I read it because I'm a zombie apocalypse fan. You love what you love. So, very subjective. That's what we're saying. As we talk about this today, though, we want to recognize you may have a different opinion, and props to you. We are not uh devaluing what anyone else may think of a song of ice and fire we also want to be clear this is spoiler light like we like to do with a wheel of time episodes we're not going to spoil a song of ice and fire so if you haven't read it we're not going to give away all the plot lines we're not going to tell you what happens in the story that's right but we will hope to give you some legitimate reasons as we work through this episode why you may or may not enjoy reading this book series So we always start out with just the facts. This is my Mm -hmm. research. What do we got? So let me talk just a little bit. This is an epic fantasy series that I was like, really? Holy cow. The first book came out in 1996. I did not realize this was that old. (laughs) I certainly didn't hear about it anywhere close to 96. It was not on my radar way back then. So the first book in the series, A Game of Thrones, was in 96. Martin apparently started writing it in 91, and he put five years into getting this book done and getting it published. Now, this is another series, like Wheel of Time, that was originally figured as a trilogy, but the material blew up on the author. He's like, I can't write everything I have in my head in three books, as it turns out. So His current plan, and I say that plan, is a seven-book set. Unfortunately, the series has not been continued since 2011. That's when book five came out. It's been 11 years with no new book. 2011 was when A Dance of Dragons was published. One could make an argument... Martin has struggled to pull all the storylines together in a satisfying manner as the story expanded. I mean, you consider the years these books have taken. Let me lay that out just a little bit more so you understand where I'm going here. I said Game of Thrones back there in 96. Two years after that, book two, A Clash of Kings came out. And two more years, we had a storm of swords. So over that basically four year period, people got three books then five years go by and he publishes book four a feast for crows and then six more years go by and he drops a dance with dragons and now we've been waiting 11 years for that sixth book which he's already shared the title is the winds of winter Mm -hmm. and that he keeps working on it wikipedia also lists the final book as a Dream of Spring. I wasn't able to verify that in other sources, but that's what Wikipedia lists. Now, that all said, George R. R. Martin has not sworn that the series will end at Book Seven. Mm-mm. That's his plan. A Song of Ice and Fire, of course, is the source material for HBO's wildly successful TV show, A Game of Thrones, until it wasn't. I mean, it was
0: still wildly successful.
1: But the final couple of seasons really suffered for a lack of source material. It went Mm -hmm. beyond what the books had done. And while Martin was a producer for the show, he clearly was sucked into supporting it. He was involved with it, and it took away from the time he had for writing. And yet he wasn't telling them everything they should do after the book stopped. He was an influence. He was still involved with, so he's not writing in the Winds of Winter. But what came out on the screen isn't necessarily what Martin would have written. It was the writers of the show now deciding what they should do and then checking with George and saying, does this work? What do you think? And George going, it eh, could be. A lot of that was going on. Some honestly believe Martin used HBO's show as a test run of how he might end the books
0: and therefore hasn't released any more yet because people hated
1: it. Yeah, based on that poor reception, especially season eight, he now shifts where he will go. Martin has actually been quoted after, since the HBO book, uh, HBO series is over as saying, oh yeah, the books are going to end quite differently. Uh, some of the characters that survived to the end of the show, they're going to die. And some of the ones that died, oh yeah, they'll make it to the end now. I, you know, he just feeds the fans. They'll have to buy the books. Except you, I believe, right? There's a small piece of me that may at
0: some point, and I'll talk about that at the end of this episode. For the most part, I'm on a hater train here.
1: <laughs> now, most of these books, again, forget HBO show, just the books. Most of these were published prior to the Grimdark subgenre being a recognized thing. So we might call them a founding series of Grimdark. Glenn Cook's The Black Company was already out in the 80s, and that's grimdark fantasy. Most would agree that's the first, really, to go grimdark. But it was more of a niche thing. Even today, fantasy fans, a lot of them have never heard of The Black Company. It's something that fits in
0: there, and if you knew about it, you knew about it, but didn't define the breakaway from a genre.
1: I have not read The Black Company yet. It's on my TBR, something from the past I missed and I need to read. Game of Thrones, the show raised the profile of the books of A Song of Ice and Fire. So a lot of people know them and many who are fans of the show have read the books. I found the books when the show was in production. I went, what? There's a show with dragons and stuff based on books. So that's when I found the books and I went and read those books. Um, so just like it did for me, it put a song of ice and fire on people's radar. There were plenty of people who had already found these books, loved these books, That's why there was a show being produced, but then a mass amount of people who, Oh, there's books and read them once there was a show again, I'll make it clear. I read them before I watched the show, because that's a thing for me. I, I hate watching an adaptation before I've read the source material, but doesn't matter. It's blown up to being something really widely known, and therefore, kinda is the main grandfather of what we have as grimdark genre now. What *A Song of Ice and Fire* is really known for in the grimdark genre and what it introduced to fantasy is that it, before these books, fantasy had really veered away from sex, especially sexual violence. That was like you don't do that. You don't go into that. Stay away from that. A Song in Ice and Fire said, heck no, and full bore dived into such content as a critical player of the plot lines and the events of the story. The success of the books, I mean, like, wow we went somewhere that was taboo before and people bought the books like crazy? Okay, that influenced many modern authors now. So, Joe Abercrombie, Mark Lawrence, Steven Erickson are like, oh yeah, we can do whatever now. People will buy this stuff. See, to me that's an interesting
0: point because I agree and disagree. Cause I've I've read fantasy that's older and that has things like sex or sexual violence in it. Oh, you're going to Thomas Covenant. Again, no, aren't I'm not you? even just. I, a <laughs> number of things. But what I would say is the Song of Ice and Fire seems like one of the earliest that I've personally read that did it without making me go, Why is this in the book? Ah. And since then these modern authors are utilizing it. In a way that works for the story previously it felt forced or poorly done and just was distasteful to the genre Mm -hmm. now it's
1: still distasteful but we want to hate it now if you haven't read the books you've watched game of thrones and you're listening to this episode i want to be really clear about something there's a lot more nudity and sex in the tv show than the books really emphasize there were producers going, show more boobies. They just wanted that stuff in there. They thought it would draw people in. It's well known in the fandom that people are like, seriously? Come on, guys. Uh, the books don't play that up nearly as much as the TV show does, but it is still part of it's it. It's absolutely there. It's an element. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our personal experiences with the series. Mm-hmm. I've kind of hinted at mine first, so let, let me Go for illuminate it. just a tad more. I don't have much else to say. I heard there was a show coming out. It was fantasy genre. I was pumped. Something was coming out on HBO. Big production value in fantasy. So I found the books. I read the books. I got through all the books that existed and then watched the show. Very satisfied. Very much enjoyed. I mean, the books were great. And I've only read them once, but I will read them again. They are worthy of a reread when the winds of winter comes out. I will go back and read those again. And for those of you who follow me on Twitter, follow our account, you know, I'm reading a lot of stuff these days. I don't reread stuff except Wheel of Time. I've reread Wheel of Time a bunch of times and continue to do so for this show. But there's too much else to read out there. I'm not going to reread stuff. But A Song of Ice and Fire is at that level. I will need to reread those in order to best appreciate the winds of winter. How about you, Zach? What's your experience with this? So I first stumbled upon it about the
0: same time that you did, actually. That being said, that is not when I first read it. Because I first stumbled upon it. I'm like, cool, there's a show coming out. I'm like, maybe I want to read the books. Maybe I'll get there eventually. I kind of want to watch this show. This will be interesting. Um, And you...
1: It and you were me how old with
0: a hard how flat old? no yeah, come I don't on know, you like were 7th grade 6th grade <laughs> i don't know 12 somewhere in there somewhere in the 10 to 12 range because we got to i don't think it was 8th grade yet i think it was like going into high school and you finally were like actually watching the show at that point some of yourself as well but you were still mm-hmm. like no you can't watch the show don't watch the show there's too many boobs i had your mother to answer to still i mean that was a factor you still said no the end result to my personal experience was i went and went this is a cool show you're watching it and you went uh no but you did come back like a month later and we're like you know i know you want to watch the show i know you're interested in it you could read the books so i did I, i was like a freshman in high school and i was like i can't watch the show yet so in spite of that I'm gonna read all the books so i did give it another couple years and we watched through what was available at the time together and then watched what came out more in the show i enjoyed the books but it was always at that point kind of a i'm doing this because i can't watch the show <laughs> which is a weird experience for me because often i do enjoy reading books and then seeing the adaptation and all these things but this very much was i knew the show was good i wanted to watch the show this was the next best thing, even though theoretically it's better.
1: So this isn't specifically an episode to compare the books against the adaptation on HBO, but I want to take a moment for it anyways. So forget about the episodes, the seasons that are beyond the books. Okay. Just the adaptation of what is source material in the books. How do you feel? Did they really bring it home with the adaptation or are the books still truly better? What do you think?
0: As it stands, I prefer the show. Wow, really? Uh, And it's a personal point that the actors specifically, not just the writing or the choices, but the actual acting done did such a good job of bringing characters to life and giving them life that doesn't exist in places in the books that I love seeing their interpretations. And if I think about the books, Many of the characters I think of as those characters, how they're portrayed there now, because I think it is as good or better.
1: You know nothing, Zach's son. That
0: is not true (laughs) throughout the entirety, (laughs) but for many points and pieces, I think the show does such a good job that it cuts away a little bit of the dead weight of the books.
1: I will agree with you though, that the adaptation when it was with source material was really well done. They made some changes One of the changes they made that I was sad to see was the cutting of the Lady Stoneheart Mm -hmm. storyline. I found value in that storyline, even though in the end it doesn't really go anywhere, at least as far as we've seen in the books. It's kind of left dangling. So it was the right choice. Yeah, it was the right choice. Leave it out of the adaptation. But to see... Again, we're not full spoil, but to see what is done with that character in the TV series and where things end. It's like, no, I want the more come on. So anyways, now moving back to
0: just the books.
1: Yes. About When we start getting into some strengths and weaknesses, right? Right. So strengths, I've got a list, but let you go first this time. What do you see as strengths of the literature series? There are some very well thought
0: out and developed plot lines Mm -hmm. and characters and often, in my opinion, character-driven plot lines. Okay. That the plot lines aren't the device that goes through and the characters meander through it, but rather there are fully fleshed-out characters who exist that aren't just all good or all bad, but a whole messy mix. A lot of nuance. The interactions between those characters, the characters just how they are, how it plays through, that is what shapes the story. That's what okay. gives it its spirit. And I think that's a really big strength.
1: A strength I'll add in is it is really epic in scale. There's there's so much that they are tackling in the story. And the geography has a play in that. You've got the whole continent of Essos and Westeros and the Northland. you know, And, and the different things that take place in the character storylines that you just spoke about is epic i mean epic fantasy this Mm -hmm. is the definition of epic fantasy i've got more but do you have another one no keep going i want to riff off of what i brought it brought in no one is ever safe that kind of became a trope almost as people Mm -hmm. watched game of thrones but it's very true in this book series there are no sacred characters anybody can die anybody can have horrible things happen to them it's grim dark
0: to me that feels simultaneously, like it could go to the strength category. It also could kind of go to the weakness category, depending. And so to me, it's less of something that is good or bad for the books, but rather
1: a choice, an intentional choice, and one to commit to. You mentioned uh, the character stories and how how intricate they are, how, how grand they drive the story. This ties into the next thing I'll say is a strength, and that's, I wrote it as, the layers of the onion. Thank you, Shrek. <laughs> there's so many layers to this story. You, you get the surface layer, but as we move further and further into the books, there's so much else going on that you can't see at first, but it digs deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's amazing. And Martin had to have a lot of this end stuff in mind when he started this. No way you can have this complexity without having the end in mind. He had well,
0: to have thought this through. And I'll go a step further with that complexity, those layers, the level of world building that exists within this universe, this world, this place where our story takes place is fantastic. We tie it back into the epicness, the extra bits and pieces that interconnect. And we also just throw in that little thread of lore, those bits and pieces that you can make and pull stories from the past to make other stories that were never explicitly given. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i've got one more strength that i put in it. there that's just the quality of the writing this is some really solid literature uh george r r martin he he hit it out of the park this is some really good stuff to read through the prose is on point the the depth of the writing it's never hard my my remembrance it wasn't hard to read it was engaging to read you wanted to you didn't want to put the book down you wanted to keep reading what's next what's coming i thought it, there was high quality to the actual writing of the story does that ring true for you
0: i mean i had a couple points here and there where i was a little bored or felt like i was plotting through i didn't find it was poorly written but i did find every now and then there were pacing issues for my preference
1: okay Let's talk about weaknesses. Are you going to say pacing issues is a weakness? I mean, that's just a that minor little thing. would be one that was a little bit difficult
0: for me in that there are often real high highs and parts that we really care about, but there's often a lot of subtle building, which is very interesting and has backstabbing politicalness and is cool, but can be slow. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily a huge problem,
1: but it is a knock. Sorry, speaking of slow, took him back to the TV series and that that opening that they created with all the little wood things and gears and stuff. And I was like, come on, can this be done already? <laughs> it was fascinating. If you watched, what are they featuring now? What's going to be in this episode? But I was like, yawn. I, I was fast forward.
0: <laughs> I liked it because I really like well made music.
1: Uh, Uh, If if it's a
0: good intro, I never actually mind watching the intro to a show. I'm totally fine skipping it. That option that comes up on streaming services, I'm totally
1: okay with it.
0: But if it's good music, I don't mind sitting
1: there. (laughs) Jason in Discord is like, yeah, 100%. Music was great. Yeah. Uh, Should we talk about Ed Sheeran now? No, sorry. Get off of the TV show. Okay, back Back to to the the books. books. Other weaknesses? What you got? (laughs) I have two. Okay. One. That it's unfinished.
0: Yep. And probably never will be. Okay,
1: sorry. 11 years with no new book. No, I have faith he's going to finish the series. Please don't go beyond seven books because we're going to have this next book in 2023. And then it's going to take 20 years for the last one. And he can make it that long on life support. So that's it. Seven books. (laughs) the other weakness i'll give though is the graphic content i mean there yep. are some things that are really hard to read the stuff that happens it is not for everyone and that's true of all grim dark okay so yeah, grim dark is, is really... not for everyone game of thrones is not Ugh, I said it again a song I mean, of ice, a ice, song and, of ice and, fire. and fire is not for everyone and if you don't like that kind of stuff there's nothing wrong with you the content's messed up to a degree Legit, it's fine if you like nicer things.
0: And that's less of a weakness of the series and more just a disclaimer about preference. If that is not your cup of tea, that will absolutely be a weakness and a deterrent from reading it. I do want to tack on to the, it's not finished yet. I need to add in, it may not be finished. My pessimism goes... Dude's taken 11 years for this last gap, and we still don't know when it might come out. And he doesn't need the money. Game of Thrones. And most importantly to me, he's been on the record adamantly saying if he does die before finishing it, it dies with no him. one will finish it. Yeah, that sucks. And I'm totally okay leaving an ambiguous answer because, yeah, it's your work. You don't want to just like pass it over to someone else. But it is a deterrent to trying to read it when. The author goes, yeah, if I die, you guys don't get to get a conclusion to your story.
1: (laughs) Let Joe Abercrombie finish. Mark Lawrence. Come on, there are guys out there who do it justice. I don't want any of them to finish
0: the series, but if he passes away.
1: Don't ask Brandon Sanderson, because Sanderson would screw this up. He can't do (laughs) Grimdark.
0: Probably, but at the same time, he can nail an ending. So he can.
1: Knows. He can. Oh man, we are so in his debt for Wheel of Thron- uh, Wheel of Time, Wheel of Thrones. I don't know where that came from.
0: The Wheel uh, of Ice I and do. Fire.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right. Any other weaknesses you want to highlight? I think the good big there. ones I want wanted to point out here really? Okay. Well, would you ever read this again? I already told you, I will. I if have it comes out
0: multiple times on our podcast said no. I'm putting one disclaimer in. Okay, if if the series is ever finished, the final so if, book if actually two comes books out, come out and it's done. Not just two books, two books, and it is the final book. And it's done. Not there is yes. another. I probably will actually go back, and finish read it. I will, Good but I'm not gonna you. reread and read the next book. I'm not waiting for the next book to come out. If Winds of Winter comes out. I'm not reading it until the next
1: one comes out.
0: Exactly. It's not worth it to me to get my hopes up
1: if it doesn't get finished. That is a fair waffle. And I will give that to you. I respect that. If the wind, not if, I'm on board, The Winds of Winter is going to come out. I don't know if the last book will ever, but The Winds of Winter will come. I will reread and do The Winds of Winter. It's worth it. The books were that good. I won't mind reading them again. I know I, I will get more from them. I'll even have more times where I'll go, wow, that's different than what they did in the TV show. So I'll enjoy that. But we do hope it finishes. Jason's sure it's not gonna finish. He's he's on team Zach there. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> all right, rating scale one to a hundred. Thinking of all the ones we've rated so far. All the ones you're comparing that you've read and now you compare this series to. You want to go first? Sure. I don't remember where I put any of the other books I've read. It's so subjective. 82. Ooh, I gave it an 85. So we're in the same ballpark. It's definitely high tier. It's good. It's not the best. It's not at the very pinnacle, but it's high. Yeah, it's strong.
0: And here's the thing. It's got wiggle room to go up or down. There's still books waiting. We usually, after we rate it, talk about would we refer this book? Would we recommend it to people? Who would we recommend it to? And Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump the gun a little and just go right into that because do it as it stands, I wouldn't. Wow. As it stands, I wouldn't recommend it because if someone got super into it, if they really loved it, like they probably would, then they're going to be just as frustrated and let down when they hit a point and can't do it. And I don't think it's good enough to recommend
1: with that knowing that's the situation See, if... that's where i'm going here wow because you got king killer chronicle out there same circumstance it's been two books of a trilogy for over a decade and yet people vehemently say oh the first two books are good enough on their own you should read them you're oh. saying game uh, a song of ice and fire is not in that category as it stands now we wow. jump we jump ahead 15 years and George R.R. R. Martin dies.
0: Huh. And there's still only five books. Uh, you give him 15 years. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but say he gets there, he dies. But there's still only five books. I'd probably recommend it to people. Because if you know there's not more, yeah, it's not satisfying as a conclusion, but it is a good,
1: worthy read. And you could say you can always watch the show at the end to see a really sucky ending. The reason I wouldn't recommend
0: reading the books necessarily to most people is just because I think it's good enough that you'll want more. You won't get it. Hmm. Uh, so until knowing what the answer to that will be, I have a really hard time actually recommending it when I could recommend something else.
1: Okay. Well, I would recommend this to anyone who enjoys the grim, dark subgenre Cause I mean, it's historic. It's where it kind of got its mainstream start and it's got it, it checks all the boxes for Grim Dark. Also, anyone who enjoyed HBO's Game of Thrones, it's a duh. If you watch that and you read, read these books, you're gonna like it. But I will also say, as I thought this through, a song of ice and fire is best for experienced fantasy readers. Mm be tough for someone to jump into if they're new to the fantasy genre. And in that sense, a game of Thrones on HBO may have hurt people's chances of entering into fantasy fiction. Cause maybe, Oh, this was good. There's books. I'll read the books. The first thing they read is this. what is this? Oh, this is, t- I can't get through this. And then they quit. And I even
0: go to the extent it's good for readers of epic fantasy. If all you read and all you enjoy is urban fantasy, which is great. You might not love the deep epic fantasy that you find in A Song of Ice and Fire. Instead, it's a different feel. And Mm -hmm. sure, they're both fantastical, but it's
1: very different. Indeed it is. All right, have we done justice by A Song of Ice and Fire? Probably not, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm okay having
0: another one of these episodes in however many million years, if it gets finished. Because at that point, I'll probably say yes.
1: The book series and the show adaptation has definitely become something that's it's transcended. You know, it's one of those things became water cooler conversation. You could talk about this with just about anyone and they've heard something. There's not a lot of fantasy fiction that's reached this level and that's pretty cool. Wheel of Time has a TV show, it's not at this level yet. I mean, we thought season 1 was pretty good, but It's no Game of Thrones. It's just not. Now, to be fair,
0: Game of Thrones was no Game of Thrones until about season
1: three. Although if you watch season one, it was strong.
0: I wasn't talking about the quality of the show. I was talking about its popularity.
1: People didn't recognize it. I'm sorry, though. Comparing season one, Wheel of Time, season one, Game of Thrones, it's no comparison. Game of Thrones is way better than season one, Wheel of Time. And that hurts. That hurts. But it's true.
0: Granted, as hard as it is to say, book one of A Song of Ice and Fire may very well be better than book one of Wheel of Time.
1: Hands down, hands down. But George R.R. R. Martin was a fan of Robert Jordan. He'd read those early books, and he knew what he had to beat. He knew how to surpass that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, if he had simply made the decision in the eye of the world to kill off Randall Thor, Game of Thrones, there you go. But no, he couldn't pull the trigger. Poor Robert Jordan. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we've gone off the deep end here now. All right. Uh, We're going to hold out hope for book six and seven. And I will hold you accountable for that. You will read. If we get all of them. When book seven's out, assuming that is the end of the series. If we get all of the books, I will read them. Fair enough. And in the meantime, when book six comes out and I read it, I will try not to tell you how awesome it was too many times. That's okay. I don't mind spoilers. You. you can say all you want. <laughs> all right. So to read or not to read? Well, you've heard what we have to say. Maybe you should read it. Maybe you shouldn't. Uh, take our advice as you will. If you've already read it, I hope we affirmed or totally disenfranchised you. One of those. And we had some impact. I think that's what we'll stop then thank you for watching and let me run our outro boom
0: it's not there yet there it is Yeah, it was a little slow just, on the boom i figured a point and it would get there eventually it <laughs> caught up
1: yeah so there's all the ways we want to remind you to connect with us we love when our fans get engaged with us got an active Twitter account. We're on Facebook sporadically. We post drink recipes on Instagram and the odd rare thing. Twitter's where it's at, so check us out on Twitter. If you really like what you're seeing here, we'd love to have your support on our Patreon. So find us there and let us know you like it and you want us to keep it coming. Okay? I think it's it. Bye. Talk to you next time.